You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Media Bistro founder and cyber hostess Laura Toby goes on the record online. In the beginning, I didn't expect it to be a business. It was just a little cocktail party. And it turned into a business when I went online in 1996 with a little website that had job listings. And so the job listings became a very valuable and hot commodity. Today we have a one-on-one interview with Laurel Toby. She is the founder and cyber hostess at MediaBistro.com. I had a chance to connect with her via Skype as she had her nails painted in New York City. And she's going to tell us what an earl is and why you should avoid them at all costs, how to build a profitable and sticky online community website, and what color to paint your nails in a down economy. All that and more coming up after this. According to the recent survey of journalists by PR Week and PR Newswire, an organization's website is viewed as the single most credible source of news from that organization. What if it was easy for you to publish news, images, and video to your company's website? What if you had a way to simply log in and point and click your way through setting up and executing a social media communications campaign? And what if you could do it all yourself, with no IT support and without arguing for budget to support each new tactic? Hi, I'm Chris Bechtel, Vice President of Products and Services at iPressroom, and these are exactly the things you can do with our online newsroom management service. With iPressroom, a PR person with no technical experience can easily set up and manage news and information in an online newsroom right inside their organization's existing website. Your online newsroom can look however you want it to look. With iPressroom, you get the tools you need to upload press releases, executive bios, and fact sheets right to your online newsroom. You can easily search engine optimize your press materials, publicity stills, and B-roll packages. iPressroom even lets you stream live events inside your online newsroom. Tweet me at Chris Bechtel to find out how iPressroom can extend the reach of your PR campaigns online. Or send email to info at iPressroom.com. We're talking to Laurel Toby. She's the founder and cyber hostess at MediaBistro.com. Laurel, if you would, walk us through sort of a step-by-step of how Jupiter Media wound up acquiring your company. Uh, Well, I started Media Bistro as a little cocktail party in 1994 with just 10 people. Um, A friend and I started it, and we basically... Well, we basically grew the list over weeks and months and then years to uh, the million people we have today online and offline. And in the beginning, I didn't expect it to be a business. It was just a little cocktail party. And it turned into a business when I went online in 1996 with a little website that had job listings. And so the job listings became a very valuable and hot commodity. And I added on classes and seminars and other services that we now have. And... You know, any we got investment in 2000, and any investor, uh, I mean, any purchaser who sees you making money on the web, well, gosh, you know, it, it, 
it just becomes a matter of ratios at that point. You know, what's the ratio you're going to pay uh, against the earnings or against the sales, and how much is that worth? And to Jupiter Media, it was worth $23 million. So on the jobs listing side, that being the first sort of e-commerce option that you had on the site, any, um, I guess, uh, um, uh, generalizations you can take away from what types of jobs were? I mean, we obviously know they're media jobs, but would you say higher-level media jobs, lower-level media jobs? I mean, what was the niche, you think, that, or is the niche that, that, that an a, um, employer goes to Media Bistro to, f- to fill? Originally, uh, Media Bistro was known as just a place for editors and writers. But today, it's everything from marketing people to PR people to salespeople to advertising people. So the niche is quite broad. It, it covers many industries, graphic design, photography, etc. And you can get all levels. I mean, they have publishers listed on Media Bistro, publishing jobs, you know, high-level publisher jobs. And then you have low-level, entry-level jobs. So it's really across the board. Media Bistro... Um, really replaced word-of-mouth advertising. It used to be that you called up all your friends and you said, who do you know for this job? And Media Bistro became the place for the who do you know for this job kind of jobs. So, so from a timing standpoint, you know, the, the, the job listings was what, what made you profitable is what you're saying, yes? From... Uh, from a time standpoint? Yeah, because, I mean, I mean you, you came onto this thing when the market was, was cresting, and so, you know, that was obviously a timing thing for you. I would say what made the thing a success was being really close to the customer. I mean, really close. Uh, everyone feels that like they know me personally, and they feel comfortable and safe. And, you know, the media are kind of insidery, difficult bunch to please. They're a difficult customer to have, and I feel like our tone, the way we approach things, the way we think about everything, that attracts media people and makes them feel comfortable on the site. And without those people and without their trust and their loyalty, we would never be profitable. So it's not just the jobs. You know what I'm saying? It's really a mix of things that causes, that, that, that makes for a successful niche site. And and that makes people want to keep coming back, and that makes us profitable. And at what point did you introduce the courses? We introduced the courses in the last recession. Um, It was 2001, around that time, 2000, 2001, and really it came from the community. Again, uh, one of our members, a couple of our members were asking for the classes, and it turns out that one of the members was a teacher, and she was teaching her own class, and she she signed on to teach for us. And before we knew it, we had a whole department, and then we had multiple, multiple classes, and now we've had tens of thousands of students as well. So it's like a little school. Now, one of the things you've mentioned is um, that the relationship between online and offline interactive interactions is critical to building a profitable community, but I noticed that you're now doing um, online video courses, and I wonder how that you know, fits into the equation. Online video courses are just a further extension of the offline classes. We can't afford to go around the world with these classes, but we are getting requests from Japan. I mean, we're getting requests from all over the world to take classes. So it's only natural that we come up with some creative digital solution that helps people accomplish their goals and connects people from around the world 
together to take an online class or to, to view a video if they you know don't want to spend the money on a on a more expensive class obviously yeah, the internet is is both a threat and an opportunity not just for the media but for associations you know associations that bring people together around a common purpose and associations many... you mean like um organizations like yes. you know the such and such association kind of thing Correct, like professional or professional organizations or trade sure. organizations. Um, you know, they've always been about you become a member, you go to the trade show, you network with people in person. Um, and, you know, many of those associations are struggling to find ways to transition their base of operations to the web. I mean, 10 years ago, there was no Google, and many of these organizations have decades of history. And so they're, they're trying to make the transition. I wonder what advice do you have for our listeners at associations and nonprofits who are looking to effectively reinvent themselves on the internet? Well, associations should look more like Media Bistro. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but we're just kind of a chic, updated association of associations. We're basically like a mega association for all kinds of media people. Um, and they should look at what we're doing. We're offering stuff online and offline. We're offering ways for people to get together. Uh, we're offering conferences now. We're doing our first, our second annual Media Bistro Circus coming up in June, which is very exciting. Blogs, uh, news, up-to-date job listings, up-to-date news, all those things. Those are the things that associations need to be doing. They should be looking at us for an example. When you look at all the different courses and the attendance of, of all the different courses, can you give us any information, just generally, about which categories people are most interested in and what's in decline? Um, <laughs> I would say right now everyone's really hot on digital skills. I mean, you know, you, you might think you really know what you're doing digitally just because you know how to use Google, but do you know SEO? You should. Everybody needs to know it. Uh, do you know the latest graphic design program, you should know a little bit about that. You should you should just know a little bit about a lot more subjects, um, digital subjects, in order to update your skills. So a lot of people are starting to do that. But, you know, there's the tried and true women's magazine writing classes. Those are really popular. Any kind of magazine writing, any kind of writing classes are really popular on our site, at least. What are the three most important social media communication skills that a journalist or a PR or marketing person needs today? The three most important skills? When you're um, hiring, just, what do you look for? I look for someone who's just fluent in, in web stuff, somebody who just knows uh, the, ter the, the terminology. I mean, last night I was at a party and somebody said, I'm going to send them my, Euro my uh, Earl. And I thought, Earl? What's an Earl? Oh, URL. Oh, my gosh. This person really needs to get with it. Um, so the terminology is really important. It's not necessarily what exact sites do they see, do they look at, or what exact skills, but they just need to have kind of an overview, a scope of the many things out there that are available, and then they have to have a facility with anything, with any type of computer program, of any type of, like, Excel. They should know Excel. They should know, you know, basic HTML. Um, those are just the basics. They should know how to play with photos, how to edit photos online. I mean, just like little things like that. Just show me that they have some facility with a computer. And then from there, we can teach them anything. How did your nails come out? Are they done? 
My nails are dry. Plucking the dry dried them up. Yeah, they're dry blood on my fingertips. Blood red for the economy. I love it. <laughs> so would you say that, uh, you know, moving forward, blood red is the color? <laughs> I'm not going to be a I'm not going to make any fashion advice because uh, obviously I wear boas, which are so out of style. And uh, <laughs> I'm not known for my fashion sense, but um, blood red for now seems to be the color. Laura Toby, founder and cyber hostess at MediaBistro.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.